Hello, and welcome back to the Coffee Bar Podcast. I'm Natalie, and there's no Tyler today. We have switched today. This podcast episode is all about me, and I have already recorded an intro one time. A couple times I recorded an intro, and then I got like two minutes in, and I deleted it. I So hopefully I'm warmed up now, and I can compete with how well Tyler did on his solo endeavor. Um, he speaks so eloquently, and at the perfect pace, and I think he just did such a nice job. So I'm going to try to do as nice of a job as he did. So we will see. Um, so I am drinking a coffee. He had a smoothie dur- during his, and I went to a cute little coffee shop called Priscilla's Gourmet Coffee, and I want to say it was bakery or cafe or something like that. Um, either way, it was lovely as ever. It's in Toluca Lake, which is a neighboring neighborhood to Burbank. It's basically still Burbank. It's right on the border. Um, I have been wanting to try, which is typical of me, every coffee shop that's over here in our neighborhood. And there's a ton of them, which is so exciting and so fun. Um, I definitely have some favorites, but I want to try to fit them all in and try every place and really pick a favorite. So Priscilla's is giving everybody else a run for their money, not only because the coffee I ordered is wonderful. I got a large three-shot, I'm going to be wired, um, VHS it's called. So it's vanilla, hazelnut, and cinnamon. Obviously, I know cinnamon starts with C, but I think VHS is just an easy way to remember what the drink is called. Um, the barista was so, so sweet, so much energy. I just really enjoyed being in their presence. It was really cute inside. There was books lined up on all the shelves and greeting cards, and the walls were painted. It looked like a French village from Beauty and the Beast. I mean, it was just so cute, and it was tucked away on a corner of a dead-end street, lined with vines and... Um, yeah, it was really cute. So I definitely suggest that if you live in the area, even just in LA in general, um, it was really easy to park, which is always A plus on my list. So Priscilla's and get the three shot VHS large and it's really yummy. Oh, it's iced. If I didn't mention that it is an iced coffee. So I will be drinking that and you'll probably notice my energy lift up and up and hopefully I don't talk super fast. <laughs> Anytime I feel like I'm talking slow, I'm still talking fast. So I just need to really pace myself. So we will go ahead and get right into it for the third time. <laughs> um, so I was born on July 17th, 1993. With that being said, my birthday has just passed once this podcast comes out. I'm officially 27 years old and that's just so crazy to me. 27. I feel like, and I'm sure everyone can attest to this, that when you're a little kid and you think about turning 16 or 18 or 21, 25, 30, those ages seem so old and so far away. And I was like, oh, by the time I'm 25, I'll be married with children. And then I turned 25 and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't imagine being married with children right now. I I still feel so young. And now that I'm going to be 27, I still feel so young. And I'm like, when am I going to feel old enough for like adult life. I don't know. Maybe you never do and eventually you just do it. But it's just, it's just crazy to me that I'm on, I don't even want to say the downhill because I don't feel that getting older is going downhill, but on the downhill slope to turning 30. And a lot of people hate birthdays because they don't want to get older. And I definitely felt that way. I think a few years ago, once I had graduated from college and I hadn't accomplished certain goals of 
oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to be 21. I thought I would be famous by 21 or on the Disney Channel by 18. And then as I've just gotten older these last few years, I realized that every year I've learned so much. I've gained so much. I've accomplished things that I didn't expect to accomplish. And of course, then you don't accomplish things that you expected to accomplish. But each year has brought this new adventure and new memories that I'm so grateful for. So I hear rumor has it that your 30s are the best. So I think I'm on my way to the best decade yet. I feel like 20s have been all about learning and growth and trying new things. And I feel very blessed for the 27 years that I have had thus far. So I'm going to try to wrap up 27 years into about 40 minutes. And as I'm sure you've noticed, if you've been listening, Tyler and I are both chatty. So 45 minutes is is hard for us to get a lot of information in. But I wrote notes, um, just kind of bullet pointing the things I want to talk about so I don't get crazy off track. So fingers crossed I don't have to make Tyler edit too much out of this podcast. So I will go ahead and get started. Um, Again, yes, I was born on July 17th, 1993 to my mom and dad, and I feel very blessed to have been born and grown up in a small town called Dryden, which we have mentioned before, and most of you listening to this are from Dryden, I assume. Um, Dryden was and is a lovely little town. I compare it often to Gilmore Girls, uh, Stars Hollow. I don't know if it's because I moved away that it feels so lovely and charming to me, but I've I've always loved where I grew up. I never left Michigan because I didn't love it. I didn't leave because I needed to see it in my rearview mirror, as they always say. Um, I left just because there were things I wanted to do that I couldn't do there, but even so, I loved it, and I love going home to visit, and I miss it so much on so many days, and it's just really special, and I feel really blessed to have grown up and a close-knit town and have gone and for going to a small school, small elementary school and a small high school, same as Tyler, I only graduated with 52 kids and my family has been in Dryden forever. My grandparents, their parents, on both my mom and dad's side, um, for the most part, of course, not every single person, but most people in my life have been in Dryden for a very long time. And most of my friends that I've had my whole life have been in school with me since elementary school to high school to we stayed close through college and we're still close now. So I feel so grateful to be from a place like that and to be from a town that's filled with familiar faces and loved ones and just always such a safe space to go home to. So I'm really grateful that Tyler's from there too and that we can share those experiences and share the love for our hometown. So Dryden's a great place if you've never been and you want to pop in and come visit us sometime whenever we're home. Um, It's just really cute. Lots of little restaurants and very pretty and green and nature. And yeah, it's just a a really great place to have grown up in. Um, My elementary experience was pretty regular. I played t-ball and did ballet and dance and just was your typical little girl. Um... I think the biggest thing in my elementary life was becoming a big sister. I was so, so excited to be a big sister. It's all I ever wanted. All I ever wanted was a little brother. I don't know what it was or why, but that's exactly what I prayed for. I prayed to be a big sister to a little brother. And then when I was seven years old, almost eight, my little brother Benjamin was born, and I 
have adored him ever since. And we're very, very close. I feel, again, very grateful to be close to my family. And we get along so well. We have so much fun together. And so that was definitely the biggest thing in my life through elementary school, through that stage of childhood, was becoming a big sister. Um, Then high school, still in Dryden, still had the same friends. And the only thing we really had to do in Dryden, you know, that's the only downfall, is there wasn't a ton of things that you could be involved in other than sports. And unfortunately, I am not an athlete. Um, It runs in my family. Everybody's an athlete. And they love sports or they're good at sports or even if they didn't play sports, it still comes naturally to them. It does not come naturally to me. I feel like it did when I was younger. I was really great at basketball until the sixth grade, and I feel like that's where my athletic skills peaked. But I kept playing because I just loved being on a team. So I played volleyball and basketball and uh, did hometown baseball and just was always wanting to be involved. I loved taking the bus to away games, and I loved just being a part of a team. That was so important to me. So I didn't really care that I wasn't very good. I didn't care that I sat at the bench. That's a lie. I definitely cried a few times. I think more so because I felt embarrassed. But truly, I was like, please, coach, don't put me in the game. Um, So much so that my senior year, I pulled my coach aside in basketball and said, listen, I don't want to quit because I'm a senior and I don't want to miss out on my senior year of playing sports. But I just don't like basketball and I'm not very good. And it stresses me out. So can I just be on the team and not play? so weird, right? But that's that's what makes a small town and a small school so great is she said yes. So I was on the team, quote unquote, and went to the games and sang the national anthem. And that was pretty much it. I got to go to the banquet. For the banquet, she got me a musical note necklace, whereas my fellow senior teammates got something basketball related. So she was really supportive of me just wanting to be on a team. And I think she really liked that I just kind of spoke up and was like, hey, I just want to be a teammate, but I, I'm i not very good, and I don't think he'll really care if I don't play. So, you know, let's just make a deal. <laughs> and So that's how my senior year wound up athletic-wise, which I was totally fine with. So speaking of singing the national anthem, that is what my life was all about in high school um, and even junior high. So in seventh grade, I found out, or my parents found out, about this program called IMTA where you would study in these workshops every other Saturday all day long about acting, singing, modeling, I mean, you name it, anything in that realm of the industry. And I signed up for it because at the time I was, of course, a huge Hillary Duff fan and a Disney Channel fan and I wanted to be an actress on the Disney Channel and I wanted to be a singer and I wanted to follow and pursue these big crazy dreams. And at the time I was like, 10 or 11. And so we found out about IMTA and you had to audition to get in. And fortunately I got in and I trained for months and months and months. And my mom drove me down to the Detroit area. I don't even remember how long it was, but for a long period of time. And then we came to LA as a big group at this huge convention and we did competitions and we met with agencies and casting directors. And I just gained so much knowledge at that age about this industry. I just recently found like, all of my books and my notes from that time. And it's crazy the things that I learned have carried on with me through my time here of things that I've heard time and time again, whether it's terminology or just the way that the industry works. It was a really great program for somebody who was so young and 
had these big dreams that they wanted to pursue and to just kind of get a taste of it to see if it was something that I was serious about. And I was. Um, And that just kind of like kicked off my entire life pretty much. So when I got back from IMTA, we found out about this performing arts studio that was near Dryden. And I started going and I want to say seventh or eighth grade. My mom will listen to this and then she'll send me the exact details. But seventh or eighth grade and I started taking voice lessons, acting lessons. I did solo voice lessons and solo acting lessons, but then also show choir, which is like glee. It's just like a group of people who sing and dance and typically to pop songs or Broadway songs. And I loved it. Loved it. I was only there on Mondays, but it was every Monday from, like I said, seventh to eighth grade through my senior year. And I was there from after school until 10 o'clock at night. And if I could have been there every day, I I would have been. Fortunately, because it was far away from Dryden, um, not too far, but far enough that I was able to get in all my classes in one afternoon instead of spreading it throughout the week. But through this performing arts studio, it's called BJ Songbird's Center for the Performing Arts. And through this performing arts center, we would go to competitions every year, which I was so excited about because I had some very serious dancer friends and they always went to competition every year. And I envied that because dance wasn't my, uh, what do you call it? (laughs) Dance wasn't my forte, was not the thing I was best at. So I was so fortunate to find something that allowed me to go to competitions too. And they work the same way as a dance competition does, except with singing, acting, and dancing. So that was just such a wonderful experience. And if I could give anyone in the world that experience, I would. Just being able to get on stage, it provides so much confidence to you. It's so scary, and stage fright is a real thing. But I don't know. There's just nothing like being backstage or rushing to do a quick change and putting on your stage makeup and putting the mic on and getting out there in front of the judges and the audience and hearing your friends and your family cheer you on. It's just there's no goosebumps like it. And it was such a wonderful experience all those years. And I loved my teachers and I loved my fellow performers. And so much so that when I was a junior in high school, when I was 16, I became a quote-unquote apprentice at the Performing Arts Studio. So I was given the opportunity to learn how to teach. And so I was able to teach young kids, you know, four to 10, because at the time, like I said, I was 16 and I did this until I was 17. So I taught elementary school children in solo classes as well as group classes. And then I was also given the opportunity to help run a workshop in the summertime. And we did acting exercises and singing exercises. And it just, I mean, I if I could go back and do it over and over again, I feel like I would because it was so fun and it was such a highlight of my high school career of being a part of this performing arts studio. And that's what kept the fire in me to want to pursue these big dreams that I had had when I was 10 and 11 and following and falling in love with Hilary Duff and the Disney Channel. So good thing I had that because like I said, my high school did not have really a huge drama club or we didn't put on musicals. Fortunately, my friend and I were able to go to the town next door because she was a dancer and we were able to perform in their musicals, which was also such an amazing experience. We were just in the show choir and then she was, you know, part of the dancing part of the musicals and we weren't allowed to have, you know, main roles, which makes sense because we weren't a part of that school. But just the fact that we were given that opportunity to be a part of a musical was 
so awesome. And if you ever have the opportunity to be in a musical, even if you don't dance or you don't sing or you don't act, just do it. It's just fun and it's such a cool experience. And there's more than just sports teams. There's musical teams. There's dance teams. There's acting teams, singing teams, choir teams. Like just being a part of a group of something to put on a show or to play a game. It's just it's such a it's such a cool experience. So my whole high school career, yes, I played sports and um, that was always fun being a part of those teams. But performing arts was top, top, top always. Um, and aside from that, of course, I had so much fun and was so blessed with a great group of friends. And I just really loved high school. I loved all the dances and I loved being involved and I loved being there, like Tyler said, to just see your friends every day. I've always been a big English fan, so I always loved writing and really didn't mind the school portion. Um, I wasn't the best student. (laughs) I'll be real. I did not get the best grades. I was just so focused on being social and being involved that that definitely lacked. And like Tyler said, too, I don't think that I have the best balance. (laughs) So either way, it's fine. When I was getting close to graduating, I realized or I knew I wanted to pick a university to go to. And I knew that I wanted to do something in the realm of performing, even if I didn't go to school exactly for musical theater. Um, So I was thinking, 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 what do I do? What do I want to do? What do I want to be? And I think I was watching the VMAs or – no, it wasn't the VMAs. I want to say it was like the Grammys, like a big one, or the Oscars because Ryan Seacrest was there. And I thought to myself, I want to be like Ryan Seacrest. I just want to be on a red carpet. I want to be on a red carpet – Once in my life, I just want that experience one time. And so that is really what ignited the fire in me to research schools where you could study broadcasting. And so I started looking, where are the best schools in Michigan where you can study broadcasting? And Central Michigan University was the number one. And I believe it still is the number one in the state. So that's the only place I applied to. I made that decision. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Central, study broadcasting, and then I'm going to move to New York or L.A., and I'm going to be on red carpets. That was it. That was the plan. That was the goal. Um, so I don't know where along the way I sort of strayed away from performing exactly to, you know, just sticking with singing or acting and turning more towards entertainment news. It just slowly morphed into something different. And even though I still – I loved to act and I loved to sing, it was still so spe- so special to me broadcasting and hosting and entertainment reporting became number one. So fortunately, I got into Central. I found out the Christmas before I graduated, and that's where I went. And I immediately got right into my major, and I did stray away from it a little bit just because it was overwhelming. And am I making the right decision? Should I I try something different? I only switched for one semester, I think, into teaching, and then I switched right back. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue this. This is what I've always wanted. Don't change your mind and just like see what can come of it. Um, So I loved Central too. Of course, there was ups and downs. Like, please don't get me wrong. It was not perfect. That first year, freshman year, for a lot of people, was always so perfect and so fun. And it was really hard for me. Um, None of my friends went away. And I was dating Tyler at the time and he was still in high school. So That first year was hard, and I went home a lot, but I still made a very, very close friend in my roommate, um, one of my best friends. So no matter what, something good came of that experience, even if it was hard and a hard adjustment. But I just told myself, 
I need to stay. It, it'll be worth it. I know it will be worth it. Even if it's hard now, I know I'll end up loving it. And of course, after the second year and my best friend moved up there too, and we moved into an apartment, that was it. I loved it. And it became home. And it's just crazy how those things happen. You think, I'll never get used to this and this will never be home and I miss my friends, my family, and I'm never going to adjust. And then you do. You always do if you give it a chance. So I'm very fortunate that I decided to stick it out and to not come home or to not switch universities and stayed. And I just really, I really did fall in love with it there. And their broadcasting program is amazing. It's so hands-on and I got to take classes where I was an actual news producer. And, you know, you didn't sit in the classroom. You were in the newsroom. And Central Michigan's campus news station is the number one of all campus news stations in the state. And I don't know, they are probably high up in the ranks in the country too, I would imagine. But it was such an awesome experience. And I got to be a health reporter and an entertainment reporter. And they just give you real hands-on experience so that you're prepared for the real world and that you're able to get internships. And Um, so one year, it was my junior year, yeah, junior year of college, I thought, I want to move to New York City. I want to go there this summer. I want to get an internship. Even if I don't have an internship, I just want to be there. And so I did everything in my power to figure out how the heck am I going to get myself to New York City this summer. I'm 20 years old. I don't have an internship. I don't have any money. I don't have a job. But I have supportive parents and some fun ideas in my head and I'm just going to make it happen. And so at the time, I think I was watching Sex in the City. So you know what that does to you. That makes you want to move to New York. So I started doing research and I imagine this is still a program and found out that NYU does a program called Summer at NYU or something like that. And I applied for a class and it was pop culture journalism and I got in and really doesn't take a lot to get in. Um, it's really, as long as you are going to school at the time, as long as you're a current student, anyone can pretty much do it. I think it's a first come first serve basis, of course, but I got in and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to New York city. I mean, it just, I used to like literally have dreams about living in New York city and like in my sleep would have dreams. And it just was so surreal that I was going to pack my bag that summer and move to New York. And I will never be able to explain that experience. I I encourage anyone and everyone, no matter the stage of life that you're in, to, whether it's New York City or another big city, to just get an experience like that, whether it's for a week or a month or two months, you know. Obviously, as we get older, we have responsibilities, but to just go to a big city by yourself for even just a little while, like I said, even just a week, just you with no friends and no family and just you and focus on yourself, I... I don't know who I would be without that experience. I'm not saying I would like not like myself, but I feel so fortunate for that summer because I remember standing in Central Park with my mom and she and my cousin and my aunt were dropping me off in the city. We had driven there and my feet hurt and it was freaking hot. It gets so hot in the city in the summer. And I was looking at some beautiful buildings in, in the lake that's in Central Park and I was like, what have I done? (laughs) Like I immediately had regrets. What have I done? Why am I here? I'm 20 years old. All my friends are at home. They're going to enjoy the summer to themselves, not to themselves, with each other at the lake or here or there. And I'm going to miss it all. And I'm such a FOMO person. That's very hard for me 
to miss out on things. And I was like, I, I crap. Like what? I'm stuck here. This is summer now. We've already paid for it. I'm just going to have to make the most of it. And my family left me there. <laughs> my mom cried and I got to live in the NYU dorms. So fortunately there were lots of young people around and I was excited to, you know, make friends and was figuring everybody there was young and away from their friends. And that was not the case. A lot of people moved there with friends and with, you know, other people from their university or had the same internships as other people. I had an internship at Amp Radio. Nobody else had an internship there. Nobody else were taking these classes. Um, as long as you had an internship or were signed up for a course, you could live in the NYU dorms. But I was the only one signed up for like a course living in this building that I was living in. And that first night, I watched friends in my dorm, and I think I went out and picked up food. I want to say it was like Thai food. I thought, how New York City to go pick up Thai food and bring it back to where I live. Um, I lived on the corner of 5th and 10th by Washington Square Park, and it was absolutely beautiful with the craziest view. And then I remember that first morning at like 6 a.m., it was loud with cars and honking and taxis and trucks and garbage trucks and people. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, you grow up in the country. My university was in the country. It's quiet. And this was like literally like a rude awakening. But then, I don't know, just as the days went on, I learned to love being with myself. I learned to love this adventure alone. I learned to go to the park and read and listen to music or – to walk to Central Park and lay out in the sun and to go to bookstores and coffee shops. And well, I didn't really drink coffee then, but still just like going to pleasant little neighborhoods and corners. And it was just, I don't know. I can't put it into words. It was such a wonderful experience. And along the way, yes, I, I did. I made a couple of friends and I had so much fun with those friends socially as well. But the thing that sticks out the most to me is just being by myself and learning that independence and learning that you can truly, truly fall in love with yourself. I I remember that period of my life. I was so focused on that of like loving yourself, loving yourself, learning to love being alone. And it was such a great period of growth and such a great experience of learning so much about yourself and what you care about the most and what's important to you and where your priorities lie. And I think that really sets you up for all your future endeavors and all your future chapters and all your future decisions. And it was just so, so cool and so much fun. And I turned 21 there, which was such an awesome memory on a rooftop bar in New York City. And a group of really friendly gay men walked me home and got me pizza. And I I mean, I felt like Carrie Bradshaw. It was the coolest ever. And I walked around in high heels and skirts and just felt like such a powerful woman. And being in New York just makes you feel like you can do anything. And you can. Um, So, yeah, New York was wonderful. And then I went back to Central, of course, for my senior year, which was so much fun. I lived in a big, like, townhouse apartment with my closest friends and really made the most of that senior year and um, knew that the next summer I wanted to go somewhere again. Okay, and now I just went to New York and – I want another really cool experience. Where am I going to go now? And I decided that I wanted to go to LA and I was going to get an internship at Entertainment Tonight or E! News or 
what have you. And I worked my butt off to make connections and to get my resume to the right people and find people on LinkedIn. And I mean, that's what my whole year consumed of. And I was certain I was getting this internship at Entertainment Tonight. I mean, I was told, yep, this is yours. You're going to get it. And then I didn't. And then I didn't get the E! News one. And I didn't get any of the ones I interviewed for. And I was devastated. I mean, I I called my dad. I was, like, sobbing because I thought I got it. And I thought this was going to be it. And I was going to go to L.A. And that was going to start my career. And then I was going to move there and blah, 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 blah. and, And then I didn't get it. And I was like, now what? What what am I going to do now? I got my hopes up like crazy. And I was driving home from somewhere or driving back to school from somewhere. And I thought I didn't even want to be an entertainment reporter from the beginning. I've always wanted to be an actress or a singer. And I stopped. And why haven't I been doing it? Why haven't I been focusing on it? I don't need an internship to go to L.A. I don't need an internship here or there. I can just go and take acting classes, what I've always wanted to do, and I can find a place to live and just enjoy a summer there. And so that's what I did. I was never involved in Greek life at Central. I wanted to be, and it just didn't work out. But then I found housing at USC at a fraternity. Everybody's always like, no, 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 you mean sorority. And I'm like, no, 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 I mean fraternity. Um, I found housing at a fraternity. It's called Sigma Nu and ended up having a couple other girls from Central Go that I didn't know that well, but told them what I was doing and they had internships set up. And so we all went to USC in Los Angeles and lived in a fraternity and it was so much fun. I am so glad that I decided to just say, F it. I don't care if I don't have an internship. I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to go and make the most of it anyway. And that's what I did. I ended up getting a job at the Amp Radio in Los Angeles, and I took acting classes, and I was able to network with those people from Entertainment Tonight and E! News in person, meet with them for lunch, and to make more of an impression. And I just had so much fun. I was in a house filled with guys and girls, and we just went to the beach and went out and hung out at the house in this big house with a big yard with a volleyball net and a fire pit and It just was such a cool experience, and I'm certain that they still do that. So if anyone who's listening to this is still in college or um, thinking about finding an internship or wanting to explore L.A., they do summer housing at USC. And, I mean, I definitely, like, suggest and recommend if you're ever doing internships, look for housing at universities in those cities because then you're surrounded by young people and you're in that atmosphere of other people who are aspiring to be things or have internships or having their first jobs. And it was just such a, such a cool, unique, fun experience. And my main goal when I was here for that summer was I want to work the VMAs. That's what I want to do. I want to work the VMAs at the end of the summer before I leave. So I'm going to spend this whole summer networking my butt off and find those connections. Long story short, summer came to an end. I didn't find the right connections. Well, I did, and they said that their team was already filled up, and I couldn't find anybody else to contact for other teams for the show. So I went back to Michigan, and it was fine. You know, maybe I'll get the experience one day. And then I get an email. Hey, Natalie, just wondering if you're still interested in joining us for the VMAs this year. We've had a few spots open up. Mind you, I'm back in Michigan, and I'm like, without even thinking, I responded, yep, I can do it. And I was like, uh okay, <laughs> I get, uh, what do I do now? So I bought a flight back to LA, 
And I stayed in a hotel and then with some of the friends that I met at USC and worked the VMAs at the end of that summer. And that was my main goal and I had to fly back for it, but it was so cool. And that moment and that experience and flying back into LA was when I was like, this is where I want to come back to. This is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to pursue acting full on, full force, but also being involved in production and just get the full Los Angeles experience. So went back to Central, finished my quote unquote super senior year and moved to LA that January. Um, finished school from September to December and then moved to LA. It was a really hard goodbye. It's, you know, when you love where you grew up and you love your home state and your family and your friends, it was not easy, but I knew it was what I was supposed to do. And um, so that was January of 2016, and I've been here ever since. And I and I did. I pursued um, acting full force. <laughs> wow, I feel so silly. I left out something important. Because of the networking I did while I was here that summer, I was fortunate enough to end up getting an internship with Entertainment Tonight. And fortunate enough to make the choice, do I want Entertainment Tonight or E! News? And it's crazy how if you just don't give up and you don't get down on yourself when something doesn't work out the first time, it doesn't mean don't try again. Things really turned around and I chose Entertainment Tonight. So I had more of a reason to move out here and had that internship and um, lived with my friend out here. We lived in a bunch of Airbnbs until eventually got an apartment and yeah, pursued acting full force. I, I chose that over anything else, over the singing or the hosting or reporting. I mean, they're all hard endeavors. So I was like, let's focus on one. I took acting classes and got the headshots and networked and was a part of an accountability group and auditioned and was on all the casting sites and then did extra work. So I had the opportunity to be on big sets for big movies with big actors. And it consumed me for the first few years that I was here. And it was a crazy journey and a crazy experience. And I'm so grateful for it. And if you have any sort of dream, whatever it is, just friggin' do it. Just pursue it. Just do it. Just try. Who knows what's going to come of it. But I'm so glad that I never have to say what if because I did it. I did it to the best of my ability. And of course, at times things did get really hard. I have a long YouTube video I made about it from like 2017 when I had, I mean, when I say no money, I mean, I couldn't buy a pack of gum, no money. Couldn't drive my car for days in a row because I didn't have money for gas. Um, you know, I really did it with, the, you know, what they always show in the movies and TV shows, a starving artist. And I wanted to do it right. I wanted to really get the experience and to put all of my eggs in that basket and um, had meetings with agents and, I don't know, did did the whole nine. And just slowly I was realizing that things weren't happening the way that I expected them to, the way that I wanted them to. And for some people, it takes 10 years. For some people, they're lucky and it takes six months. I just... You never know, and I always promise myself that if at any point I didn't love it, then I wouldn't pursue it anymore because I was pursuing it because it was something that I loved so much when I was a little girl. And then eventually, I don't know, it just it got really hard, and I felt like no matter what I was doing, it wasn't working and things weren't happening. And I remember I commented on this Facebook group, which was all about you know acting, and you would post your headshots and your your demo reel and this and that, and I posted all my entire package, you know, that I would send to agents and said, you know, you know, it's nothing's happening still. And I've done this and this and this. And I have a built up resume now with 
you know, with good credits and I don't know what else to do. And this woman said, you need to try harder. And I was like, I, I just don't know (laughs) if I want to. And in that moment, I decided that, and I never like to say give up and never to say that you give up. I say letting go. I feel like the acting career, I decided to let go. It's like a breakup that needs to happen. You know, that like, this isn't meant for me anymore. It's really hard and really sad, but I need to let it go because I don't think it's what's meant for me anymore. And um, at the time, that's when Tyler had moved here and I had his support and him there for me through that process of making that decision. And I mean, it probably seems dramatic, but it was really hard. It was a really hard decision to make because if I wasn't going to do it anymore, I wasn't going to do it anymore. I wasn't going to half-ass it. It just wasn't that person with that career. And you can't be that person with that career because you're just going to waste your time. Um, And so I just made the decision to let it go. And if I ended up missing it, I could go back to it. And as time has gone on, I just haven't missed it. I didn't miss it. And I've just started to explore other things that I love and cherish and care about. And um, so, yeah, it was around 2018. I'd been here since 2016. And in 2018, Tyler came out and he visited and he made the decision to move here that coming June. And so my lease ended on my apartment and I went back to Michigan and then we drove out here together. And it was like a whole new chapter, a whole new adventure that I had yet to experience being in this big city with someone that you love. And um, I mean, it is kind of crazy as deciding to live together and get back together really truly came out of nowhere. But I think in the best way, I think that was what was meant to be and what was meant to happen. And and it has worked out so wonderfully. And we both feel so lucky and so blessed to have each other here through this journey and this adventure. And um, just having this experience with him here now is, it's a whole new city and it's a whole new uh, experience. And I just have been here for a little over four years and I've made wonderful, wonderful friends and had wonderful adventures with those friends and had the opportunity to travel and see things and see places. And my best friend lives up in San Francisco. So I've had the opportunity to go there. And my best friend down here, we've talked about a million times, Sadie, we've gone on numerous road trips and day trips. And Tyler and I have had so many fun experiences and seen the coolest mountain towns and the coolest beach towns and had the most unique date nights and it just has been such a cool adventure and a and a great experience. And it has made being here all the more worth it. You know, I came with a dream and with a purpose, and it's become so much more than that. And that's when I realized that it was okay to let go of that dream because, you know, your whole life doesn't need to revolve around one thing, and, and it did. And I think that's where it got hard is – all of my money, all of my time, all of my energy was going into this one dream, this this one thing that I'd always wanted. And that was great at the time, and it, it was what I wanted to do. But then when I didn't want to do it anymore, I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and that's okay, and it's it's okay to make that decision and to make that realization of, I don't think this is for me anymore, and I want to experience other things. And like Tyler said in his, in his podcast, when he was talking about music, that it's okay 
to change your mind. It's okay to put your eggs in more than one basket. It's okay to try other things. And when I made that decision, it's like these last few years have been a whole different Los Angeles experience, a whole different world. It doesn't even feel like the same place as when I first moved here. And and I love that in a way. I've gotten to do things and had opportunities and adventures and experiences that I never anticipated out here, um, just like Tyler said in his too, of places we've traveled to and people we've met and things we've seen and making us, you know, a stronger couple in so many ways that I don't think we would have had the opportunity to do if we weren't out here by ourselves. And um, so, yeah, so now I am not doing the acting thing anymore. So I always call it the acting thing. Um, But have opened my eyes and my heart to so many other things that I've always loved and cherished and cared about. So I started my blog. I'm getting into photography. I feel like not acting anymore has given me the opportunity to fill my plate with a little bit of everything rather than just one thing. So a little bit of social and fun and family and friends and a little bit of love and adventure and experiences and a little bit of travel and a little bit of this creativity and that creativity. And I feel very grateful for uh, these 27 years with my, I always get emotional when my birthday comes up. I feel very grateful for these 27 years and these experiences that I've had. The decisions I've made, whether they were right or wrong, because I've learned so much and I've, you know, LA has, you know, broke my heart and then put me back together again too many times to count. And New York City did the same. And I am blessed to have had a wonderful support system from my friends and my family and from Tyler. And I don't know. I'm just really excited to see what this next year brings and what this next chapter of life brings. And I am excited to get older and for all the birthdays to come. I think I just want to end with one big thing that I've really learned is it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what stage you're in or what chapter you're in. I think that was always my fear of growing older and growing up was, well, it's too late, it's too late, it's too late. But it's never too late. Whatever endeavor you want to try, whatever adventure you want to pursue, wherever you want to travel or whatever you want to experience, you can do it. No matter if you're 18 or 58 or 88, you know, just life is really cool because you can change your mind whenever you want to. And I think you should do it. I think you should try it all. So that is it. Um, All right. Toodles.